Hey, 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 everyone. Burger Monster here. Before we get into it, I just wanted to give you my sincerest apologies. Um, Burger Munster and myself went on way too long. In fact, the recording basically um, crapped out on us, so you'll hear that kind of cut. But, you know, eventually we want to do, you know, 30-minute episodes um, and really cut to the chase. This went on way too long. Apologies, but, you know, we're still learning. Um, Hope you enjoy the show. Thanks. Okay, welcome to Splintered, the Splinterlands podcast, um, hosted by me, Burger Monster, and my brother, Burger Monster. Not to get confused. Um, I like I like how our name is uh, created by someone who is against us doing this podcast. Yes, my <laughs> wife, uh, <laughs> my wife thought Splintered would be a good name. So if it's not, let her know. Uh, <laughs> But uh, welcome to all zero, maybe one, two of our listeners. Um, you know, just wanted to get a give a brief intro about us and, you know, why we're kind of doing this um, and what, what we kind of see, um, you know, as the podcast. And uh, then we can get into it. Um, so I'm Burger Monster, uh, playing Splinter Lands since April or maybe March of 2021. Uh, April, my brother corrected me under his voice, <laughs> and you could barely hear probably on the mic. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I have two little boys. Um, they're super cute. Uh, a hot wife who doesn't want us to podcast. <laughs> um, and I have a career in accounting and finance, so I'm a bit of a nerd when it comes to all this stuff, especially on the finance side. Um, but, uh, you know, got into Splinterlands. I was literally just, you know, researching into crypto. I know, I know, late to the game. Um, and, you know, with the NFT craze earlier this year, um, someone on one of the forums, you know, dropped Splinterlands as a name and, uh, you know, just looked into it. And, uh, you know, I was kind of like really impressed by two things. One, just the fact that it's an NFT with an actual use, whereas the other NFTs, I just saw them as, you know, scarcity art. for, what's that? Like art? Yeah, like scarcity for no reason. Um, so I was drawn to the fact that they're NFTs with a use. Um, and then, you know, in terms of the gameplay, I grew up playing Magic the Gathering. and uh, Pokemon. Is, and Pokemon. So this kind of like, right in that vein, um, and you know, kind of just really, you know, fun to play. Yeah, it was... was, uh, How'd you start? (laughs) Well, well, I was, you know, at my brother's house for, like, a barbecue, and uh, it was like, oh, we're talking about NFTs, because I I was talking about some skit that Pete Davidson did on SNL, talking about NFTs, and it's like, oh, like, I found this game that, uh, you earn NFTs or buy NFTs and like use them like cards. It's like you should check it out. So I did, and uh, here we are. You know, I'm very pleased with it. Maybe the first week or two was a little rough because I just kept losing constantly, <laughs> and I didn't really understand what was going on. Making fractions of DECs per battle, but uh. 
right now, things things are good. Yeah, it's a good segue, uh, Burger Monster. Right now, this is the fourth day of the airdrop. Uh, it's been a wild week. Uh, prices, I think they originally sold the first kind of splinter shards, which is SPS. For 14 um, cents, right? For 1.8 cents. Yeah, before like anybody had like access to it and before they were dropping it. And it's fluctuated anywhere between, what was it like the first day? It went over to almost to like a dollar, an yeah. SPS. Yeah. And it's been kind of falling since then, but it's still, it's just been crazy. Like it minted millionaires overnight. <laughs> Not us. <laughs> uh, but, you know, obviously happy with some of the returns we've gotten so far. And, um, you know, th th this has just been... Ivan's, Ivan's probably doing pretty decent. Yeah. Yeah, so our guild, we, we have... Uh, uh, I think he's the co-founder. No, he's the founder. Oh, he's the founder? Well, right now he's the founder, but him and his cousin or something started, started the guild. And then his cousin gave up the leadership spot. Got it. So, yeah, we... we uh, a bit of background... On that is, yeah, we were both part of NFT Warriors Guild. Uh, actually got into it first and then gave me a spot on the roster. Uh, but no, it's been a crazy week. Um, and, you know, when, I've been get, when I was getting into the game, there's definitely, like, very helpful YouTube videos. And a lot of it's very, like, money-focused. Um, but I didn't see a really a good place where you know we could just kind of sit around and like talk and like I'm just generally interested in and in, like want to talk about the game with people uh, so I thought I thought this is a good forum to do that and honestly my wife is completely tired of me <laughs> talking about it to her and she doesn't want to hear it so I'm gonna talk to you burger monster and uh, hopefully you listeners um, you know, we want this to be an engaging conversation. Yeah, it's, it's hard to talk about with someone about the game if it doesn't involve how much money you made on it so far, I feel like. Yeah, and I think to that point, you know, why we're making this podcast, like if you just want our thoughts on where this is going to go in terms of making money and all that, like this isn't the podcast for you. There's plenty of those. Plenty of those, and... We do not know what's going to happen. 50% yeah. <laughs> um, so, of those people are, probably more, 90% of those people are speaking out of their ass. Yeah, so, you know, who knows where this is going to head and where this is going to lead. Um, you know, I genuinely enjoy playing the game and talking about it and getting better and picking up tips and tricks um, and sharing, you know, tips and tricks that I've kind of seen. And, you know, we're... Neither of us are by any means an expert, but, um, you know, figure, figure any, any little bit helps, right? Yeah, you know, gold, gold player right now, far, far from an expert. Far from an expert. <laughs> so yeah, we started playing, that's a good, that's a good point. You know, how about you take us through, you know, your journey in the game thus far? You know, we've mentioned that we both started playing in early April, so it's been what four months now um eight seasons yeah. so seasons are broken up into approximately half month segments i love that by the way you get a nice 
chunky <laughs> reward at the end of each season. Actually, the season is about 12 hours from ending right now. Mm-hmm. I'm sniffing at Diamond League. Um, if we stop recording, I might try to go for it. I need a lot more power, so I'll just rent that. Matter of fact, hang on. We're going to pause. <laughs> yeah, let me just press pause. Uh, I'll be back. <laughs> now, uh, but how about you take us through, you know, your first couple months in the game and where are you at, how you got to where you are now? Um, and t- maybe talk a little louder, too, because you're further away now. So, first started, just bought the... Spell book and um, maybe like five packs didn't really get anything good. I think I bought the same five packs, five packs, and that's funny because in I have my notes here. I bought five packs and I got, and some of you later comers are gonna like really hate me for this. I got a cron in my, my second pack I ever opened. He's worth like 125 <laughs> as of this recording, and uh, an Oaken Behemoth. So I got like two legendaries, and like the first month of me playing, I was just like crossing my fingers for high mana games and just riding those two, like to the promised lands. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, yeah I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't get that lucky. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, the first bit was rough. And then I started buying cards off the market. Hang on, hang on. You didn't just buy any card off, cards off the market. What was, like, the first purchase, like, real purchase you made in Splinterlands? Oh, uh, yeah, so... Listen, that was an easy purchase, so I don't know why. <laughs> I thought he was crazy when he was doing this. I was like, <laughs> what are you doing, man? It was, it was only 35 bucks at the time. And I was like, oh, wow, this summoner... Gives everyone the blast ability. That is amazing. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. If you don't know who he's talking about, he's talking about Yoden. <laughs> and at the time, I was like, I mean, he, he was one of the, basically the most expensive card that's not a gold card. Still is, I think. I don't know. But uh, he's up, what, like 200 now or something like that? If you look at the price, it's crazy. He's, uh... But um, But I thought he was like, I was like, you're... You're spending $35. Yeah, you just started playing a few days ago. You just started playing a few days ago, and you're spending all this money on one card? 300 right now. Oh, 300 wow. What's well, 400 I think. Yeah. But, um, so you, you bought Yoden, and then things kind of picked up for you? Yeah. Well, but, at the same time, now you can rent them, right? It's not, like, yeah, you yeah. couldn't really rent at the time. I don't know, like... That's changed the game, for sure. Yeah, I was trying to tell, like, my uh, best friend that, like, you don't even have to really buy any cards, or even if they had packs out, you don't have to buy packs right now. Like, you can just rent the cards for pretty cheap, like... Yeah. Once you get to, like, rating of, like, 500 or more, you can, like, start renting cards just from the DEC you're making... Right, and I think the rents prices have gone up considerably in the last couple of days, but everything's changing so fast. It's kind of tough to kind of get your head on straight, but... Um, it has to drop, though, again, because like, DC's bound to drop for sure when yeah. the next pack comes out. But enough the finance talk. Like money. <laughs> I know, but uh, I think 
you know, after you bought Yoden, it was pretty easy coasting up until at least like the Silver League, right? You could crush bronze with Yoden. Well, I, I still didn't get high mana games, really. That's true. Um, but I think the thing that helped me out the most with Bronze League is like at the time, most people were just using fire. Mm-hmm. And a good counter for that happened to be magic teams. So I would just use the summoner that gives you double, or not double, plus one. Plus one. The old guy. Magic, yeah. Yeah. The old and, bearded uh, dude. Instantly doubles the magic, even though it's just plus one. Most of the them are at one. Are at one. The free cards, yeah. Yeah. So that that helped me out, and uh, and then I, for, I forget. I just bought like ten more packs, and also I would I would earn a decent amount from daily quests and. Yeah, I, rem- I remember early on. Even though you didn't have that many chests, you would actually get, like. Though just having the option of those cards helps out. Like when I got Ant Miners as a reward, the first Ant Miners card I got, yeah. that was like, oh, that's actually really useful. So early on, every card is like a big win um, if you're building out your deck. Um, but how'd you, how'd you jump from bronze to silver and now you're in gold? You bought a... You did it. You took a complete. It's funny. You took a completely separate path than I did. Um, you bought a bunch of alt accounts. Right. Yeah. So, I early on I texted Burger Monster and asked, "Do you think it's worth making alt accounts?" And what did you say? Not really. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think there was too much. I I was focused on my one account and leveling that up to higher leagues. And you took the route of getting a bunch of alt accounts, getting them to correct. a somewhat decent grinding as much, yeah. daily rewards and season chests. Like that was that was my main goal, getting as many chests as I could. And just I realized in like the long, long term it'll add up. Till I found out my brother's making in Silver League four chests for his daily quests. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's all my accounts. That's like a full days of work. There was, yeah. There was a point where I was a league ahead of him, and I was getting pretty much the same amount of chests. Except playing, for the season. Not, yeah, the seasons you kind of dusted me. But I still got a good, like I got like 50% of the season rewards you got. Um, and I was getting basically the same amount on the dailies with five times less work. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so there's definitely pros and cons to both. Um, uh, alt accounts are probably a lot to manage, wouldn't you say, Burger Munster? A lot to manage, yes. Um, but the, the way I look at it is the Summoner Spellbook only costs 10 bucks, and there are plenty of reward cards you can get that are about $10 in value. And there's a chance of that in every chest. And then also you can get 2,000 DC. So, like, I, I feel like you can at least make the yeah. money from your spellbook back, like, within two months or so. Right. And since the game's taken off so much, you've obviously made a lot more than that. But we can get into that later. 
Um, okay, and now you're in gold. How'd you get up to the gold? What's the renting? Way? Yes, <laughs> renting gold cards. That is. It's. I mean, it was really cheap. Um, right when renting came out, I think it stabilized a bit, and people are kind of catching on to what that value is of your collection power increasing. Um, now you gotta match it because your deck has to back up the league. Because if you get to a higher league and you start getting smoked, you're not gonna be there long. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty hard stuck in gold two, gold three right now because I don't have many cards that are above level one. So that that makes things much harder than teams that have level fives in them. Uh, I can attest to that for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, uh, I'll get into my journey now too. Um, you know, started out the exact same, bought five packs, um, but like I mentioned, got really lucky with the two legendaries and just rode those guys to the promised land. Um, you know, the thing I've noticed uh, over the course of each of the leagues I've been in is you really only need to be good in two, maybe three splinters. Um, you know, you could probably win about 60% of your battles if you have an advantage over most of your opponents in two to three splinters, because chances are you know, one of them will be available to you to play. Mm -hmm. um, so early on, that was obviously Earth. I had my two legendaries. I, you know, had a high mana match. I, I knew I could put those guys in and, and just wreck, you know, other Bronze League um, players. And maybe I bought, I, I took the kind of the pack buying route, unlike who bought like a legendary summoner and just, you know, would use, him, use and abuse him. It's pretty much a guaranteed win when I could use them. Yeah. Um, so what I did was I bought a bunch of packs, maybe like 10 or so, um, and had a couple death legendaries, got lucky enough to get a reward in a death, death legendary, uh, ancient lich who I like using, um, and actually opened up a gold, uh, Drake of Arnak for the dragon. So after opening those packs, I had what it seemed to be like a natural advantage in, the dragon and the death and then I kind of built out my decks around those two splinters and and really leaned into that um you know to the point where I actually opened up a total of three dark kanans and were, was able to level up a legendary pretty early on um and then I, I was like oh god like I can't even use them now because <laughs> I don't have a summoner that's like that high powered um, so at a time, and which was like a lot. Is Dark the dragon? Is dragon? Darkanon is like the tiger, uh, flying guy, in the death. Okay. Look him up. Yeah. So he's he's like two melee. Uh, he's flying. Uh, he's got a little shield, but he's like a lot of health. Um, and he's got taunt. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he's kind of like a kraken, but with the death. The death splinter cracking his water yeah um but he gets scavenge when he levels up um which is you know a little weird but it, it works out uh you know i'll talk about that a little later but by, by the way yeah a little off topic 
wildness. The, the um, gold dragon summoner that you bought a few of. Drake? Yeah. Yeah. It's like $119 right now. No, it's not. I bought like five of them. Maybe that's why my cards are worth so much. Anyway, don't need to get into that. But what I did was, that is a good point. Like, so the kind of tips that I did, and I naturally, you know, gravitated towards Dragon and Death because that's where luck of the draw, my good cards that I opened up, like, happened to be in. But then, you know, when I was level, I was thinking about leveling up my Dragon Summoner. I kind of just stumbled in. I was just like, listen, like if I level up a Dragon Summoner, I can use my higher level cards in all the splinters, right? Because of the, you know, the Dragon's ability that you pick up a secondary splinter. Um, so I was like, if, if any of the cards, you know, in terms of summoners, I should level up, I should level up the Dragon guy. Yeah, and I had very a gold. versatile. Yes, very versatile. Had a gold which means you don't need to have as many extra cards to combine them to level up. So I ended up buying like five of them. I'm oh, sorry, maybe, I think I have seven to make them a level five. And I was like, look, it was an investment. They were five bucks a piece at a time. I bought seven. So if I spent like 35 bucks on it, which is the most money I had spent to that point, but I knew I was golden and I'm still, like I still am not at the level yet where like he's still my highest level summoner to use the highest like level cards that I that I need to use. So that's how I kind of thought about that. Um, and you know, I guess I guess how I kind of go about playing right now in my gold league is I still have I would call it an advantage in death mm -hmm. uh, and dragon. I I have I mean they're mostly level ones aside from uh, the the summoner. But I have enough of the other dragons that I can kind of match to the best use case of, of the, uh, the match. And, you know, if I get a daily, what I do is I just rent the summoner that I need oh, yeah. to do the daily. So Summoner or just those card types? Right. But I guess what I'm saying is in terms of how I built out the deck... First of all, that's what my one of my biggest worries about the game is all the cards are so expensive now that it's really tough to build out a deck, right? So I'm looking at it. Nobody's going to want to build out a deck right now. They're going to be paying hundreds and hundreds of dollars, yeah. right? And renting is just so... Like, that's annoying. How are you going to rent, like, 20 different cards that are constantly changing in and out? Like, you don't just have them. Like, it's just... You need to pre-plan your rentals because you don't know what matches you're going to come up against, right? Mm -hmm. So my thoughts are, if I was a new player, would be um, buy some cheap cards. That's fine. What you need to do is try to build out your deck with the cheap cards and then rent the summoner you need for your daily and maybe one card that's going to give you an advantage in that daily and just rent them for one day that I think you know at all levels I, I mean I haven't been in bronze for a while but I think even at all levels that should give you a pretty good return on your investment um, yeah because even even though all the card prices are up right now the like low level common even 
doing some, what is it, mythic, legendaries, mythic? Legendaries, epic? Epic, epic. <laughs> <laughs> the epics, still, you can still find some cheap epic cards for the rental system. It's just like one DEC a day, right? Yeah. It's not terrible. And, and those can give you an advantage early on, I think. I agree. Yeah, so I think with that, uh, it's a good time to take a break, and we'll be right back with more Splintered. <laughs> All right, and we're back. Had to crack a beer Friday night. Burgermunster's actually going to go into work after <laughs> this, but uh, kudos to him for um, being game to to do this recording um so i want to try out a little something where maybe we could do it you know multiple times uh as a segment where we kind of deep dive into a few of the cards that we like um you know our favorite cards at the moment and we'll, we'll each do a common card a rare card an epic card a legendary card and a summoner card that we own or yeah that we own that we're using a lot that we like um so I will give it away to Mike right now. We'll go over, I mean, do you have any that jump off the page? We can kind of do it that way, or we can go common to legendary, however you want to do it, dude. Um, common card, best common card, favorite common card to use. I'm, I'm probably often using the Serpentine Spy. It's only... Three cost mana, does two damage, and has four speed, so it, it usually can get off and attack quick, knock. I think the big thing is, though, he has opportunity. Yeah, knock right. the lowest people off quickly quickly before mm -hmm. they can do any real damage. Um, and I lucked out, I got, a, I got a gold one early on, so that helped a bit. So you're level three automatically. Yeah. Bumps up his health a little bit, so he's a little more sturdy. Yeah, I find with that guy, the, the thing that always frustrated me is if somebody else used him, uh, especially yeah. early on, right? And they're the using the speed guy or something. And they're using speed. I was using uh, Marlick or whatever, the guy that juices you up. They would always take out my Serpentine. But, no, I hear you. I mean, that's uh, three... Three mana for, you know, two, two attack, you, he's fast. You're going you're gonna to get, you know, you could get lucky with who you hit too, you know. It could take out somebody that they really need to have their lineup function. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a good pick. And then one, one quick other one. Other than the flame, the, what's it, the lava dude. He's a rare man. He was my. He was actually my rare okay. um, card. So we'll talk about him. But uh, the the dragon, the sea monster. Who's that? The water guy. He has a uh, four attack, and healing, and eight health. He's common. Yeah. What? I don't even have him. Look. He's oh, right sea now. monster. Wow. Right now he's only worth forty-seven cents. Is he really? I should buy him. Hang on. 
Time out. I'm gonna go buy this guy. <laughs> Alright, I'm literally I literally have to buy this card right now. It's always good to have options. Yeah. Okay, we're back. I didn't actually end up buying the card. Um Burger Monster quoted the per BCX price for a level 10. That card was $235. I'm not buying that. A level one card right now is going for $1.80. Um, so too rich for my blood. Be a nice card to have. You know, a lot of mana, but man, he packs a punch and he heals. Healing's always pretty powerful. And high um, health. Yeah. Healing with high health. Healing with high health. Obviously, yes. Agreed. Um, so, you know, good card. I don't have him in my deck right now. Um, did you did you buy him? He's a beta, no? Oh, he's a reward. Got it. I bought him, though. Got him. Earlier on. Yeah. I think I, think I what do you, bought uh, him when, uh, like, two days before the renting system came out. Oh, really? Yeah. What do you, uh, what kind of... Uh, ones to use them for? Um, like rule sets? Probably Poison and Earthquake. Got it. He's your Poison and Earthquake guy. Like, and anyone with healing and decent health, I often use with Poison and or Earthquake. How about, how about you? Got it. So my common... Um, is specific to my deck. Uh, it is the giant scorpion with the death. So I, you know, he's just a he's a regular four mana. Like every every uh, splinter has one of these guys. Um, but I have a level six and I love him. Um, I I just want to say I've I've never used him. <laughs> He's never used <laughs> I use him all the time. Um, upgraded to level 5. Thorns is one of the best abilities for a lot of rule sets. It really counters a lot of healing guys. Um, and, you know, at, at level 5, for 4 mana, he does a decent amount of damage. Um, you know, I have, in my normal setup, I have ways to kind of protect them a little more. Uh, keep him around longer to really get a, a few of those thorn hits in against my enemy. Um, and, you know, I just, I use him so much. I really like him as my starting tank. He's not much of an actual tank, but he's going to do some damage. Uh, you know, he's going to return the favor if, if anybody goes after him. So, um, yeah, he's my common. It's funny that you've never used him. I've never used him. Um... About Thorns, if if Thorns is so strong, mm -hmm. why isn't oh, the summoner? summoner who gives everyone Thorns so advantageous? That's a good question. I don't have him. Uh, what is he? Who is this guy? I know he's a he's a dice guy, right? Um, he's a wood wood guy. Yeah, but in terms of the, he's a dice summoner. Where, where do you see... Mylor Crowling. Yes. He's... 
I mean, he's the most expensive dice summoner. The right dice, now, he was like. He's dollar. nine. He's nine bucks right now. He's the most expensive. He's three times, uh, the next highest dice summoner. I'm a big, uh, Auster Rotwell fan. He's the death guy. I mean, I use death a lot, obviously, but he's a good change up. The minus attack. He get no. He gives everybody a reflect. Oh, uh, okay. So that's that's a, only good for magic, right? At first in magic. Versing magic. So if I think the guy's going magic, um, having that reflect is a good, a good counter. Um, but yeah. So okay. How about your your rare? Rare cards. Um, I could do mine first. Yeah. While you think about it, because we already mentioned it. Um, my rare harkens back to when I first started too. Um, the Lava Monster. He is a free card. You can use him at level 1 for free in all your matches. Um, and he's pretty powerful. Uh, yeah. He's hard to strong, beat. Strong attack. If you don't have defense. a lot of cards, he's hard to beat. Um, I usually would play Marlick, so he, that 3 melee attack becomes 4. And he's gonna stay there for a while with uh, with shield, um, so that that's reducing everything that he's taking. Really, the only counter to him is magic. You gotta have a, a, a magic guy to really take him out fast enough before he, you know, runs through your whole yeah, team. That's when uh, that's when that blue plus one magic guy really comes in handy. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, maybe you want to second guess it a little bit, spending seven mana. Um, if if blue is the blue splinter is available in the, in the game, but if blue's not available, um, you know there's not many cards with high ma magic power early on when you're starting out. And living lava is really a powerful card that I would 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 go to a lot. Yeah, looking at it first, like it just seems massively overpowered it was like him and the goblin mech went like the first oh, yeah, of the game mech. i was like how do you beat these guys <laughs> <laughs> and then you and then you go you know if you figure out the counters to yeah. everything but um no he's a he's a good card living lava speaking of counters the other one i had a tough time figuring out a counter for and still do sometimes is maybe i can help Unicorn Mustang. Yep. And the um, Wasp guy. Okay, so two slightly different. I mean, they're both uh, Earth tanks, um, but the Unicorn guy has Void, right? So he's resistant to magic. Um, Nectar Queen has Flying. They're both high, high mana, high melee, and high health. And high speed. Or high dodge because the Mustang has four speed and the flying guy has three speed uh, and flying. Uh, mine's boosted up a little bit at lower levels. They're a little slower, but I mean, like I've, I've played games where the fire guy living lava. He's yawning. Relax, <laughs> folks. He's uh, he's been up a while and he's going to work after this. So apologies for that. If I'm yawning, I. You know, have two small children, and that keep me up basically all night, every night. 
Um, so, you know, excuse both of our yawns. <laughs> um, Looking Lava versus Unicorn Mustang. Like, there's been a game or two where Unicorn Mustang dodges every single attack by him. Yeah, you know what? I haven't really figured out how to how to counter a good speed play. I don't run into it all that often where I'm, like, pissed that I'm missing so much. Um, but that's a good point. I mean, yeah, I, I haven't had too many issues with... Um, I, I will say Unicorn Mustang because I do play heavy magic decks sometimes. Um, so that void... Definitely is. Uh, Water used to be your least, one of your least favorite players. Oh, I played Death Magic, man. Death uh, and Dragon. Death, magic. Death and Dragon Magic, man. They both have decent cards. But, um, no, Unicorn Mustang. I would say the, the Nectar Queen hasn't really ever given me too much trouble. Maybe earlier on. But, I, yeah, I don't know that I had a good counter for it off the top of my head. Maybe I'll get back to you on that. Alright. Okay, how about Epic? I have mine if you want to. Or did you give me your rare? No. I don't know if you did. Let's um, do rare for you. summoners count? No, because we're going to do a separate one for summoners. You just get to pick one. Okay. Um, my favorite Epic... No, you didn't do rare. You're rare. Right, right. Mm -hmm. My favorite rare... Mm, Bully... Is, um, I don't think I own my favorite rare unless unless you include Living Lava, you know? Um, I guess... So you're going to match me with Living Lava? Because I have a backup that I do want to talk about. Alright, how about... Maybe not my favorite, but I do use him often. Is the Serpent of Eld. Mm-hmm. Water guy. Um... He's typically, if I'm using a water splinter, he's typically my your tank. tank. Yeah, got it. So he'll he'll hopefully miss a few up front. Misses are always like yes in the yeah. bank. <laughs> uh, sometimes they turn the tide too, and it's uh, it's a it's it's fun to watch. Um, okay, Serpent of Eld. Can't say I use him too much. You don't use water much, do you? Well, speaking of that, my favorite epic card. Actually, I need to talk about I need to talk about my backup on on the rare, because I just upgraded ahead of when the cards went up six times in value. I upgraded my Tower Griffin to level five. Mike's gonna have his mind blown because he doesn't really deal with leveled up cards. So at level five, Tower Griffin, which is kind of like a card I never you never really use at level one. You know, he's a, he's an archer, he's got four health, and he's got flying, and he's pretty cheap. But at level five, he gets protect, which gives all your monsters plus two armor. So obviously this is very good for your low uh you know your low mana what i don't know like the little monsters or whatever where you can only spend four mana little or league. less little league um and i usually like to max out and do all six guys 
to maximize the plus two armor. Plus, I'm a lot of the time I'm using Drake the dragon, so I have six guys that each have plus three armor just to start. So that's 18 extra damage that I'm capable of taking for pretty cheap. Four minutes. Yeah. It adds up. And I'll get into this a little later in terms of the strategy, but, you know, it works well with the other cards that I'm using. You know, if you have guys that need a little bit of time to get rolling, like guys with Leech or guys with um, Scavenge that need, you know, a few casualties to take place before they get big enough and are pretty vulnerable early on in the match, I mean, Tower Griffin is just going to keep them around long enough that, you know, you, you get pretty unstoppable. So, you know, I'm using Maggots with this guy. I'm using Parasitic Growth, both of which I've leveled up that have Scavenge now. Um, and, you know, some of the other, some of the other Scavenge, you know, cards, some of the, the Leeching cards, like um, Ancient Lich, um, Vampire, uh, there's a Dragon guy that name is escaping me right now. But, you know, this this Tower Griffin is going to help out a lot of your deck. And I love cards that help out your whole team. That's always like yeah, a, a big thing. armor bonus is uh, pretty... For... Four. Call it four, call it five, because Drake is a mana more than True. a normal summoner. But yeah, for five mana, you get a guy out of it, um, and you have 18... And uh, especially if you can like compare that Griffin worth versus the um, the one in the white life, yeah, yeah, the one in the life is three and no does attack. the same thing, but no attack and low lower health. Uh, yeah, I think so. Three as opposed to four, but yeah, I wanted to mention Tower Griffin real quick because it's just a really good card once you have leveled him up. I think he's probably pretty cheap to rent um, at that level. Too. Probably pricey to buy it now. I, I luckily, yeah, my my level five is currently worth 47 bucks. So tough to buy right now. That's a tough pill to swallow. That's uh, more expensive than you did when I bought him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tough pill to swallow right now. Uh, got fortunate that I, you know, had $100 that I put into the game literally a week before all the cards went up six times in value. Um, so, you know, we're not talking major dollars, but, it, you know, I've benefited a lot from um, doing that when I did because I'd have a lot less options um, if, I, if I had. So um, my epic, sorry. Um, so we were talking about how I never play water, Burger Munster. My favorite epic card is a water he is Coral Wraith. Have you heard of him? Do you know him? I'm looking at him right now, actually. He is a four mana, two magic. Um, so when you pair him with uh, the old dude, he's hitting you at three magic, which obviously is always good if you're expecting somebody to have a lot of shields. They're wasting their time and their mana and their energy. If you have magic... Um, and he's especially sneaky because he has sneak, so he's going to chew up the entire back line of your enemy, and for a uh, mana cost of four... Yeah, that's... I love ones that have... Three two. attack. Yeah. Well, yeah, two, but you, you, normally you'd use them with three, yeah. 
and you're paying four. Now, he's very, very vulnerable. Um, it's a risky card to play because he can get taken out pretty easily, but you got to just, you know, think about your placement of him a bit. Um, and he can do a lot of damage. So, yeah, that's my epic. Do you, uh, do you have yours lined up? I have an epic. That bull? That water bull? Yeah, Torquilo the Frozen. Loved when I got him on my reward. I now have two. Um, that's, that's, when you pull an epic reward, that's always just like, yes! <laughs> or a gold one? Well, yeah, I have So, speaking of that, I haven't, I've opened probably close to my last 40 packs and 40 card 40 packs? card packs so times five 200 cards um all of my reward cards for the past couple months i have not gotten a single gold so i've been lucky in some respects and i'm in a gold drought right now that has lasted quite some time i still remember I was in Silver League. I was just started getting two uh, chests every daily. I opened it. I got a Torhilo epic. And then my second one was a gold, um, the horse, the death horse guy with blast. Uh, what's his name? He's a common, right? He's a common, but... But uh, Nightmare? Nightmare, yeah. That's the one. So I got those two back to back in one chest open. I was like, yes! <laughs> That's pretty good. It's pretty good. He's so Torquilo's worth four seventy five right now. Um what's the nightmare worth? Nightmare is worth eleven dollars. Gold? Gold. So that's an eleven dollar reward card that I pulled. It wasn't worth that when I pulled it, but I was definitely happy regardless. All right, so get into your Torhilo. When do you use him? Why do you like him? Um, I use him any water battle that is probably above 35 mana or so. Because okay. um, he is expensive, he costs nine mana, um, but he has four attack damage four shields, eight health, and has... Very importantly. Void. So if you're versing another magic team... Which might be likely if you're playing water. It means it's available, obviously. Yes. And one, one deadly thing I've seen, unfortunately I've never executed it, is when someone uses the magic summoner that gives all the enemy teams minus, minus one, one and then you also have void on it you need to be yeah you need to be a three you need to be no a three because <laughs> it because it, yeah that guy drops into two but usually what happens is the other guy has marlick so it can't they cancel each other out yeah but but if you yeah but if you have bordis which is the minus one guy and maybe the other guy played Bordis, but you're having you have like a counter water deck, so you don't have too much magic. Yeah. Your Torhilo is just gonna withstand anything that the guy's throwing at you. Yeah, potentially just go through the entire game with that one guy. Mm-hmm. 
All right, that's a good pick. I like it. All right, what are we doing for legendary? All right, I can't use that. You no, you. I know what you're going to use <laughs> for the summoner. We, our two listeners know too. I expected more out of Phantom of the Abyss. Um, I still use it a decent amount, but it's not dodging as many attacks as I would hope. Um, costs 10 mana, has 3 attack, or not 3 attack, 3 magic, 6 speed, flying, and... Evade, or whatever, dodge. Dodge. So, like, I bought... Are going up against a, a lot of, uh, magic? Magic account attacks can't miss. Yeah, I know that. Sometimes you No, no, I, I found that out. Okay. <laughs> um... But yeah, so I, I, I feel like I'm not winning as many battles as I should with them, but... You like using them? I like Hey, you have them. an affinity for it. That's fine. Yeah, I definitely have those cards where I'm going to throw them in because I like, <laughs> I, I like what they do. Because <laughs> like, there's always that, like, you know, you know there are games where you get really lucky and just get, dodge every single attack, and you're like, you're... Sometimes I'm just banking on that luck. Um, so yeah, I'd say that's my most commonly used legendary, other than Cornelius. Oh yeah, I like Cornelius too. The I dude. Call him the I dude. I dude. All right. Reminds my... me of uh, Mario. Oh yeah. <laughs> got those eyes in there. Um, all right, my guy is the first legendary that I leveled up. Ancient Lich? No, oh. that I leveled up. Actually, I've never checked what Ancient Lich does at higher levels. Oh, he gets Void and Resurrect. Not bad. Never getting 11 of them. I have one. <laughs> um, but my favorite is the Dark Ha'an. I pulled all three of the cards that I own. So I have a level 2 Dark Anon who gets Scavenge at level 2. Um, and I wanted to talk about it because I thought this is an interesting point. Maybe I, only I find it interesting. So he has Taunt, right? Obviously, that is attracting all the attacks from the other team that are able to attack him. Um, so he could take a lot of damage. He's got 2 shield, uh, 13 health. We've previously discussed that I'm usually playing with Drake and Tower Griffin. Uh, so I get an extra three shield. So he's got enough bulk to, to withstand a few. But with Taunt, it's kind of tricky. Like with Taunt and Scavenge together, yeah, he enough. either does, like he either just runs through the entire deck um, or the other people have enough power that they overwhelm him and then I never even get to use the Scavenge aspect and that's kind of wasted. Yeah. Um, but I like him because he unlocks the rest of my team. And I think this is an important point that your team has to be constructed in a way that they all help each other and they all work as a group. So I throw in the Dark Anon. I already spoke about the Tower Griffin. He's adding bulk to the rest of the team, protecting the guys that are a little uh, you know, vulnerable early in the match. I have Dark Anon who's drawing all the fire, 
And then the guys that do the work are my maggots that are leveled up. So they have opportunity and scavenge. Parasitic growth, same card basically. One more mana cost because it's a neutral. And my ancient lich and some of the other, like I use a lot of scavenge and I use a lot of the leeching. So as the battle goes on, I'm getting stronger. And if my dark Hanan can hold on for long enough, I mean, my other guys grow so powerful that um, I'm golden. Speaking of growing powerful, uh -huh. let's, let's <laughs> talk about that battle I watched you do with Ancient Lich, where you uh, got up to over 30 or over 40 elf. <laughs> it happens more often than you think. Really? So I think it was an Ancient Lich versus a Cornelius. So like a guy was constantly healing and I was constantly gaining. I couldn't quite kill him because he's healing four and I'm doing three. But I'm just leveling up, leveling up, leveling up. Finally, the fatigue gets it, that was it. at like <laughs> round 30 something. And like, I still had like 30 health left. Wait, with him. If, oh, because then he's taking five damage and only healing four. I, it lasted long enough that I was up high enough. No, I mean that his heals Cornelius he's taking five damage pretty much because you're doing three and then fatigue does two exactly so two then three then no fatigue goes up oh does it it goes one the first round two three so it keeps getting more and more damage oh, okay um, and obviously my guy didn't have heal but he was getting two health a turn um, but he had enough of a head start yeah, yeah. that 40 health it was it was it was ridiculous. There's some crazy battles. Also, for a while it looked like you were gonna lose that. I remember, like it looked like you were gonna lose that fight. weren't sure. You went into that battle confident, and then uh, things weren't looking good, and then you turn around. It happens. It does happen. But yeah, I mean that's a. I think that was a pretty cool segment. Oh wait, we forgot to talk about. Uh, I I mean I talked about this guy enough already. Uh, my summoner, I'll, I'll talk about him very briefly so I don't bore you two listeners to death. Um, Drake, I touched on this. I leveled him up. I like the the uh, ability to use all my leveled up cards in any splinter. Um, and, you know, plus one shield isn't too bad. It's not the sexiest summoner buff. Mike's going to talk about the sexiest summoner buff in a minute here. Um, but you know he he rounds out the team. You know even my my littlest cards can at least absorb a hit with a plus one shield for the most part. Um, shield, shield pretty much does the same thing, or I should say, divine shield pretty much does the same thing as a normal shield, except for it blocks magic attack too. I feel like because like if everyone gets the plus one shield. And everyone on the other team has no magic. Like you it's still, the same. Yeah, it's the same as the divine shield. Unless someone has piercing. Sure. But not many people. Well, at least low-level people, not many do. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, divine shield is better, for sure. But, um... Not, like, significant, though. Like... No. And then the other thing is, divine shield, I don't think it helps you with poison. It does with Earthquake, but I don't think it helps you with Poison. Don't quote me on that, though. 
All right, what? Let's talk about Yoden. Talk about how good he is. <laughs> I've used him a little bit. I rented him just to see how, just to see how it was. <laughs> yeah, I, like like I said, what drew me in was the all friendly monsters get blast. So do you use a lot of uh, snipe and guys that are hitting in weird parts of the yeah yeah that's, that's battle that's the game right that's the one of my favorite strategies. Um, because you're hitting three people at once, so even if you only have one attack, it's getting timed by three. Yeah, you're doing three damages. And you don't have one attack because he's usually a uh, archer, and yeah, his plus, archer gets plus yeah. one. Yeah. So, in terms of buying him, like at the time he was expensive. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> um, I just started playing. Five packs cost ten bucks, and like, this one guy cost packs? three times, three and a half times that. Um, but you know, I couldn't help myself. I saw the blast. I was having trouble winning, so I was like, "I'm doing it! I'm doing it!" And uh, no, no, no regrets. No regrets. <laughs> um, and now you can rent them, like I do, when I have a fire <laughs> daily. <laughs> um, I want to talk quickly about. How to counter Yoden, because when I've run across him, and you never know that you're going to run across him, obviously, right? But I haven't had too much trouble with Yoden because I have a high percentage of my games where I'm playing the Dark Hanan, who has Taunt, so at least I'm directing a lot of the hits through my main guy. And then if you're using Archers, I have a lot of my Opportunity guys take out a few of them, so at least I'm like... I'm. I'm minimizing the damage and I'm directing it where I want it to go. Um, so, you know, just to, if you're having trouble versing Yoden, th those are some of the things to think about. Yeah, and uh, FYI, if you're uh, versing Yoden and you do manage to beat him, uh, chances are he's, he's upset. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. From both sides here. Um, Awesome. So that was a good segment. Uh, maybe we'll do it again if we do another podcast. Um, you know, it'd be great to hear feedback from all two of our listeners, like I said. Um, I want to throw at you real quick, pretend we're playing a game. I gave it to him ahead of time, but I don't think Mike prepared for anything in his life. So this is going to be like you're playing a game right now. I'm going to throw a Poison and Earthquake rule set. You have 14 mana to spend. All splinters are available. What do you do? All right, time No out. clock, though. <laughs> time out. You can talk it out. <laughs> um, 14 mana. Is there any, like, way to, like, mimic that battle, like, on Splinterlands? Like, uh, in a practice or something? I've never used the practice function. I don't know. But just talk out what cards are coming to mind. Maybe that, that's okay. the best way to approach it. 14 mana, you said. Mm-hmm. Earthquake poison. That's All it. splinters are available. It's going to be some silence for a while. <laughs> some dead out. air. Dead air. We'll edit <laughs> out. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll fill in the, the blanks here, and I'll walk you through what I'm going to do. It's kind of a cop-out. I'd put in my Drake and the I dude and just cross my fingers and hope that he outlasts everybody. With a, with a Furious Chicken, because that's a zero, right? Yeah. So with a Drake and a Furious Chicken, 
the chicken absorbs a couple hits. I have an eye guy, and I just pray that he doesn't have enough firepower to overwhelm me in time. The gelatinous cube has helped me out a few times there, because mm -hmm. if there's poison, earthquake, or poison and earthquake, there's going to be a lot of dying on both teams. Um, Scavenge is great in that rule set. I love a good earthquake and poison, because my... You, you love those? <laughs> yeah. I have... I mean, it works, I can, I mean, not with 14 mana, but I can get a decent team out with 14 mana with a couple of guys with scavenge. Um, there'll be enough deaths, and I'll have a shield um, to, to absorb the blow. I, I couldn't do it with poison and earthquake. Um, that would get me blown out. But if with just one or the other, I can put together a good scavenge team that'll, uh, that'll eat that up. The problem, the only problem with low mana and scavenge is you don't know how many, you can control how many cards you put out, right? So you when, you, when you're doing scavenge, you want to put out a lot of cards, obviously. You don't know how many the other guy's going to put out. Um, so, I mean, when I'm doing scavenge, I want to fill out the, the six and just hope that he has enough that... Yeah, I've, I've won battles, rarely, but... It's not. I'm not saying I've run. You're not saying you've rarely won battles, <laughs> but you're saying there are a few occasions when the yes. following has occurred, <laughs> where I put out one guy and they have an entire team and I still beat them. So like you never. Yeah, and I've been on the reverse side where I think this one guy is perfect for it. Um, he's big enough, usually Kron, but um, but they just if you have enough little guys. They add up, and you know, it could it, you can overwhelm a Kron with with a few you know four guys that are hitting them. Yeah, except except, except that one, the last stand, <laughs> the llama, <laughs> or if or if Kron's leveled up. No, no, was got um, last last stand or whatever. Yeah, he's pretty unstoppable there. I'm I'm talking about uh, at one battle I posted in, in our guild. Where I just had that tiger guy. Prowless. Like, yeah. And I had like. Yeah. Plus five like armor repair per turn and healing on him. And uh, he just never died. He was my only attacking. Yeah, that was a crazy battle. I, I yeah, I mean, we don't have to go into the details of each battle because, I mean, I love talking about it. Don't <laughs> get me wrong. But uh, there's just so many battles that. It could literally swing back and forth and go on and on. And it's just so interesting to me how the logic plays out in a lot of these, um, you know. And speaking of that, let me hit you with my gotcha just for shits here. Because um, I had a question for you. What, would you just watch one of my battles or something? No. My question is, do you watch any of your battles? Because there was a certain time... Where you said oh, to man. me that you weren't watching battles, and that blew my mind. Yeah, I, I said that in the Discord too, and got some shit <laughs> for it. <laughs> um, no, I, I want to say I don't. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a habit that formed when I was juggling five accounts and trying to do dailies. You know, you don't have time to watch. 
every single battle play out. Um, yeah. So I just try to grind them out as fast as possible. Make my team fast. Don't put much thought into it. And you lose a lot. He's he, he's he's <laughs> shrugging. Um, for those of you that can't see, which is all of you but me. Um, but yeah, that's what like uh, they they should have given you shit in the Discord. To me, you gotta watch the battles. You gotta know what mistake you're making. If you're not watching the battles, you don't know who's beating the shit out of you. You don't know what you could be doing better. I like. I'm still not at the point where I know what all these abilities do. Like, cleanse to me, I just figured out, oh, you should use cleanse in a poison match. Because oh, it yeah. cleanses the first guy. I, I, I had no idea. <laughs> I saw that once and I was like, oh, you can do that? <laughs> I was like, wait, it cleanses it, like, forever? <laughs> I thought it was just one round. But, like, no, you got to watch the battles, especially starting out. Um, so I wanted to, I just wanted to lay that one in there to you. Because, uh... I like that. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of gotchas. Uh-oh. Do you have a few for me? Uh-oh. Um, this is going to take not too long to find out, but... We've got dead air. We've got yeah, yeah, dead Yeah, talk air. for a little bit while I figure this out. All right. I don't know what he's doing right now. Um... So I'm going to try to fill some dead air. This is my first podcast ever, by the way, everyone. So cut me some slack. Um, my Us some slack. Burger. So what? Us some slack. Us, yeah. It's uh, Burger Monsters first as well. Um, but again, hope you guys are enjoying it. We want to hear from you. Um, you know, this is just kind of the first stuff that came to our minds in terms of what we wanted to talk about love to hear what you guys want to talk about and um again really just love talking splinterlands my wife does not <laughs> she's very not happy that uh we talk about how much money we're making but she's not not seeing any of it because it all goes back into splinterlands <laughs> i'm gonna go crack a beer mike pull it up wait can you uh get me a coke yeah thank you guys sir yes yes while now, i while you're gonna destroy get it. you Okay. First off, I want to state that um, in no way am I saying I'm the better player than my brother here. No way. Um, fact, so would you state that I am the better player? Correct. I oh. would state that. Cool. Um, but if you're going to give me crap about not watching my battles because it makes you the better player, I would like to note that my win rate is... 55.78% or 79. 55.79. Okay. Yours is 55.5. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so we are 20, 29 basis points apart. So. What's that? In the basis points? Percent. 100 basis points is a percent. Okay. So in a thousand battles, <laughs> you'll win 29 more than me. It's a... That's gen, is that genetics? <laughs> no, 10,000 battles, sorry. That are win rates that close? Um, maybe. Listen, I lose a lot. I'm not... We're, neither of us are experts. Um, I think also 
you try to play to your like you try to play up to the league you can hang at right like you kind of you kind of settle out in a league that you're gonna win around that rate mm-hmm. um, anyway or you try to hang around in a higher league and you know your win rate might be a little lower but um I'm, I'm fine with a 55 percent win rate yeah bots are what 40 percent you have Yoda. <laughs> you have tons of level fives and fours. True. All right. Fair enough. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Um, all right. Moving on to uh, the rule set. That was kind of cool. Um, maybe we'll just do one of those a, a pod. Um, a couple of the other topics I wanted to hit on here. Land um, brawl. Yeah. You know, what are you most excited about, you know, upcoming, looking forward in the Splinter-verse? Um, De- what definitely, you... other than earning potential, I would say just definitely a land. Like, when I read descriptions about land, like, just farming and gathering resources and... It's a whole n- another strategy game within the game. Yeah. Is what it seems like it's going to be. Um, attacking like creatures that aren't players. Oh, I haven't heard that. So, so you know, to be full full disclosure here, I have four land plots to my name right now. Mike probably know, invested. Don't put that out there. What? <laughs> How many land plots? I mean, I mean, there are bigger targets, but <laughs> there are bigger targets. <laughs> uh, Burger Monster, and it's also you can look it up. <laughs> you could look up all your assets on um, it's all on the blockchain dude it's what makes this game kind transparent. of cool. transparent cool whatever you want to say so I have 30 land Burger Munster has 30 land he bought at full price not at this discount that some of these earlier guys were getting so we bought each of ours at 20 I thought you got I thought we Found a oh, you know what I did? I one of mine I did buy on the Hive engine, um, so it, it had dropped, or I guess not dropped. It was just some people were arbitraging because they could get land for as low as twelve. So them selling at sixteen is a profit. They're probably beating themselves up now, though. <laughs> but uh, you know, yeah, I'm I'm excited for land too. Um, you know, I obviously as a a, th- a four plot owner um, I'm, I just you know I dabble um, you are in for 30 plots you have a one in you have a 30% chance of getting a castle I don't know what that means but I want one <laughs> um, but yeah land I, I think you know it could be it could be really cool um, to the settler Settlers of Catan's players of the world. I play Civ, really big into Civ. So, something with a map, like I'm in, man. Like that. That sounds really cool. You always want land. Land's always valuable. Land is always valuable. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on where, man. Depends on where. But uh, no, I think you know the game designers have done a very good job of the game, in my opinion, of keeping it balanced. Um, adding you know nuances and things and, and really being very thoughtful about the economies and everything so i am excited to see where land takes the game um 
can be thoughtful about the economy. What do you mean by that? Just that it's balanced that, you know, I mean, think, like, look at the SPS and what it's unlocked. Like, it's just, it's just, they are doing this the right way. Um, I, I think maybe they're, they're trying to go faster, but I mean, everybody's being so, I think it's a small team, man. Like, they're, they're trying, they're, they're really trying to do a lot. Oh, for sure that, yeah. They're trying to do a lot all at once. Um, so yeah, no land. I'm excited about it's. It's been, it's been a long time waiting. Um, but For also, I want to say when I first bought land, I probably spent like twenty minutes to thirty minutes trying to find out how 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 do I use my land? Where is it? Why can't I use it? Where is it? <laughs> yeah, likes to do things <laughs> spur of the moment. Spur of the moment. Um, impulse buying impulse but you have 30 that you bought at full price so you put in 600 they popped up to 200 this week so that's a 10x that probably feels pretty good they're Felt down good, yeah. they're down a bit now but um and this is all kind of before anybody knows what exactly <laughs> the definition of speculative um you have any thoughts on selling off a couple of plots just to kind of recoup? I mean, uh, I'm thinking of maybe selling a plot, and I only have four. Yeah, that's, that's tough, you know? I, um... I feel like you're superstitious, and you're like, the one that I sold was the castle, or... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, and also... I don't know, it's just, um... You know, I, I thought about just selling what it would take for me to break even so far in the game. So like, no matter what, if as things stand, everything I make is just profit. And even if I lost everything, I would still break even. But now it's, where's the fun of that? <laughs> I hear you. All right, too much, too much money talk. Oh wait, uh, the next thing we're gonna talk about, money. <laughs> too much money. Uh, I have uh, the next the next thing here. I uh, skip brawls two point We can get back to that. Uh, so I have what would you if you had X number of dollars to spend? What would you spend it on right now? We're gonna do a dollar, a hundred dollars, a thousand dollars. So let's do a dollar first because I think there's an, a lot of new players to the game. Obviously, like I'm shocked with how much cards are going for these days even how much things it costs to rent. I rented my crown today for 350 DEC. I was shocked. What, what's the crown again? He's the uh, the healing three magic earth guy. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought you owned him. Yeah, so I rented him. Out. Oh, you rented I him I made out. 350 DEC on one day of renting crown. Gotcha. Um, but, okay, so if you had a dollar, what would you do? And my thoughts were, I'm gonna I'm gonna rent cards. I'm gonna test out cards that maybe I want to buy, maybe I'd like using. Um, I you know short term um, raise my critical power so I could raise up in leagues and get a get a bigger you know more more loot chests. Um, and I mean it's yeah it's a dollar, but a dollar can still go a decent amount in terms of renting renting. Um, short term obviously so you want to make good use of it 
you know, have, have the time to spend to, you know, grind out, you know, some wins, um, figure out if you like the card or not. Um, but yeah, that's what I do with the dollar. What about you, Mike? Uh, I'm going to jump on that train. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really not much you can really do. not much a dollar does in this game at this moment. Uh, you know, sorry to say, I mean, a dollar, even as little as like a week ago, you could level up a few common cards, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, maybe you could level up one common card now, uh, with a dollar, but that's really putting your eggs in one basket. And, you know, I, I, I would, I would suggest doing some of that, um, here and there, but I think the most bang for your buck with a dollar right now is in the rental system for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. A hundred bucks. What are you doing? With a hundred dollars, I would go back in time and buy three Yoden. All right, so a hundred dollars in a time machine. That's what you do. I, like, I'm gonna be honest. I think I actually I don't know. I don't know. I know what I do with a thousand dollars. Hundred. All right, so I'll I'll jump in on the hundred. I think, and this is what I just did. It went a lot further, um, you know, two weeks ago when I did it. I had a hundred dollars to spend. I had a you know a Father's Day gift. Um, I got to spend a hundred bucks on Splinterlands. I'm still really happy about it. <laughs> Best Father's Day gift ever. Um, I bought a lot of cheap cheap cards. I leveled up a lot of my death deck. Um, probably four or five cards, common and rare, that I got to. A level where they get that second ability and it's really made a lot of difference in my battles um, and I had a lot left over that I bought maybe six legendary cards or so so I bought a few dragons I bought um, who else did I get I bought the Vesigilator that's a dragon dude mm -hmm. um, a couple dragons <laughs> Yeah, double attack. Can you put the... What are you doing with the ice, man? The double attack. Uh, he's got an arrow and a melee. He's just great for any time, like, the arrows are good up front or your melee yeah. mayhem. Like, Six if, if you're attacking four times, granted, if somebody has shield, it just completely destroys it because he's not doing damage for half of it, but he can just do... He does work, man. Like... Four attacks. Blast, forget about it, dude. I like, think that's the highest damage champion or monster out there. Six? At level one. Six. Is there any base one higher than that? From any rule set. Six. Higher than six. Um... I mean, if you add in the summoners, there's some five guys that get boosted, but I guess he gets boosted too. Yeah, I don't know. Six. He was the first legendary I bought. There you go. He's 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 not great in every rule set, but there's certain rule sets that he's just so good in that yeah. you have to like you just have to put him in. The rest um, of the time he's just too expensive. Yeah, nine he's a he's a little pricey. In mana cost wise well I guess dollar wise now too but um, okay and so then we go to a thousand because 
I'm gonna take the kind of um, bearish view here that I don't know that I'd put a thousand dollars into the game right now. Um, it is crazy how expensive everything's gotten. I think what I'd do is hold on to that thousand dollars, wait for Chaos Legion to come out, and then I'd buy five hundred packs. So that's what I do with a thousand. I'm not spending a thousand. Sounds like a cop out to me. <laughs> Maybe a bit of a cop out. What about you? Um. <laughs> oh, is my answer that much better than yours? No, no. I mean, <laughs> your question is: if you had a thousand dollars to spend on don't Splinter Lanes, <laughs> don't spend that. <laughs> um, I would put it all in DC. Okay. And just reap the SPS rewards. That's a fair point. That's a million SPS points. That's a million SPS points. No, it's not. Oh, uh, because DC price is up right now? Yeah, exactly. DC's four and a half times more expensive than it was. Okay, so... So that's, that's why I wouldn't do that. Because, <laughs> yeah, you're... And to be honest, okay, like, so I think we skipped this earlier on. We talked earlier on about how it's the fourth day of the SPS. I'm getting like 44 SPS a day. Mike's getting 80-ish, um, which is crazy money for what we invested. It doesn't make sense to me as a finance guy. Um, but anyway, here's where we're at. It, it was up to like, like around a dollar. So like maybe I put in 200 300 bucks into this game and I'm getting 40 bucks a day like it, it makes no sense and like I'm not selling anything I'm just getting it like <laughs> makes no sense but what I've been doing with my uh, SPS I've been selling it immediately converting it to DEC and um, I'm in my model right now I'm expected to get if you invest it in DEC with the inflation of the airdrop points and everything, you could probably make, I mean, it fluctuates depending on the exchange rates of everything, but you could make two to three SPS for every SPS you convert to DV, DEC and then just hold the DEC. So it's like a 400% return. Lit. All right, I'll, I'll step through it a little slower. Now slow it just one more time. Okay. If you take one SPS right now, convert it to DEC, hold on to that DEC for this whole year, that one DEC, or sorry, whatever, you, that one SPS, the DEC equivalent, so it was 100, dropped down to 90, it's around 80 right now. Whatever that DEC is, let's call it 100 DEC, yeah. that you get from that one SPS, having that in airdrop points, will get you three SPS over the course of the year. Gotcha. I didn't get the over the year part. Right. It's, I mean, think about it like a, yeah, like a staking or a compounded interest. Like, they, they're they going to do staking, so that's going to change the math a bit, I think. But um, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm, I sell it immediately to DEC. And part of it is because I had some in a liquidity pool that when DEC went through the roof, I got crushed. Like... I thought I was getting 200,000 airdrop points when it was even, and I was getting like 
a third of that because DEC went up six times. Um, so we don't have to get into what liquidity pools are and all that craziness, but um, I was using it as a way to like just stay like afloat because I needed DEC that was hard that wasn't going to change mm -hmm. to keep my like share of what the airdrop was. Like I want to at least maintain what my share is throughout the year. Um, and if you've made it this far, you are a trooper. Um, you know, obviously we didn't know that we would be talking this long. Uh, we actually talked for another probably 30 minutes um, for all those that are wondering before we realized the recording had stopped. We got into Brawls 2.0. Uh, we had some nits that we picked with the game, some things we didn't like, uh, but more stuff that we can get into next week. So apologies for that. Um, thank you for listening, and we will talk to you all again soon.